KSGF.com. You can get signed up for a pizza party from Godfather's Pizza. And when you have the KSGF app, notifications turned on. Friday afternoons, you will get a notification about a special from Godfather's that is only mentioned in that notification. And it is good for Friday evening, I think usually until 7 o'clock. And it generally is a rotation of anything from free delivery to free dessert pizza to free this or, you know, certain deals and and specials uh, that you can take advantage of. And they deliver. So you have that convenience as well for the four area Godfather locations. And to get registered again for the pizza party for you and 12 folks of your choosing, go to ksgf.com and have the app for the notifications on the Friday specials. There, uh, it, it, there is. You know what the biggest scandal apparently is in Arkansas politically right now, with the Republican Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. It's over a podium. This has received so much attention as a scandal. It's getting national attention. The Washington Post has a write-up about it. Over a podium. Apparently, based off the intense investigative reporting that has occurred regarding this, there's some left-wing blogger in Arkansas that doing a bunch of just you know, constant um, sunshine law, open record requests, and a lot of it had to do with uh, issues of um, security and spending and so forth. And and there were a, a lot of them, a lot of the requests were denied for security purposes, which isn't uncommon, whether it's valid or not, it's it's not uncommon. But evidently, in combing through all of this information, the blogger found an expense for a podium that was really expensive, like $19,000 or something. And that sounds like a heck of a lot for a podium. Now, it doesn't mean that it's right, but this is government after all. Is this some... This is what government does. This is not uncommon. This is common. This is how government operates. Insane amounts of money for things that do not need to cost an insane amount. Aside from whether the podium should cost that amount. Evidently, the podium, it was specifically designed for her and as a, a woman, she's not as tall as oftentimes podiums are built for men, the size, you know, the height of men. And, you know, despite this denial that men and women are different and that there's a genetic component to it, 
podiums generally r- reflect the average height of a man, not a woman, so it had to be special made. And there were also apparently certain um, inputs and things built into it for media purposes so that media could easily plug into it and be able to record audio and so forth. So it, it wasn't the sort of podium that you go buy at Podiums R Us. It, it was customized. Now, does that mean that it really needed to cost this much? I don't know the answer to that. But to me, when I see government spent this much on something, I'm like, well, that sounds about right. This blogger took issue with the amount of money and then apparently, and this is what the allegations are, part of the, the request when they turned over the information, the, the receipt for the podium had written on it a notation that that was going to be reimbursed. And then I, the Republican Party evidently reimbursed the Sarah Huckabee offices, you know, essentially the taxpayers uh, for the cost of it. And the story goes, and much of this is Washington Post reporting, that some whistleblower got a hold of the blogger and let the blogger know that the reimbursement notation on the receipt for the podium was written after the blog or after the, the blogger made the request for the information. So the, the allegation here is that the office of Governor Sanders in Arkansas was going to spend $19,000 on a podium, and then whenever it was going to come to light, that that's when they decided to have it reimbursed, and then they wrote reimbursement on the receipt before it was turned over. And... This is open. There's a full-blown state house investigation that's been approved over this. And I, I'm just thinking to myself, you juxtapose this, and I know you're talking about Arkansas government, that of course has been accustomed to having governors that are so above board, you know, like the Clinton administration, that it's just abhorrent to them that something that doesn't smell exactly right might be going on. So they have got to keep this this uh, this reputation of having a state government that is a history of being pure as the driven snow. So this sort of proactive approach is absolutely necessary. I, I understand that. And I understand the federal government's different. But you look at th- th- what we're told to accept as a non-scandal for the Biden administration. <laughs> I mean, dozens of LLCs. WhatsApp messages in which you have Hunter Biden talking about his dad being involved in the business dealings, using his dad as a threat. His, you know, of course, the denials from Biden that he ever had anything to do with his family business. And of course, we learned that's absolutely not true. The false claim, the lie, if you will, because it was a lie, that no one in his family ever received money from countries like China, which, of course, we now know they did. The fact that even some of his grandchildren have bank accounts in which they're receiving money from entities in foreign countries, including oligarchs from Russia. 
Biden's home address, Joe Biden's home address being used for money order purposes, getting millions of dollars from the communist Chinese. I mean, this is just to scratch the surface. And we're told that that is not a scandal, that there's absolutely nothing there. But my gosh, we need to have a full-blown investigation, including articles written by the Washington Post about a podium that Sarah Huckabee Sanders' office purchased. Uh, you look at the contradictory approach. When it's a Democrat, it does not matter how absolutely clear the corruption is. Hunter Biden, on numerous occasions, in his emails and text messages, talks about his dad getting a cut of the money, yet we're still told there's no link to Joe Biden, despite a confession from his own son. The Washington Post treats all of that as if it's much ado about nothing, but we need to get down there in Arkansas and really focus on this podium scandal with Sarah Huckabee Sanders because, of course, she's a Republican. If it's a Democrat, it's ignore and cover for scandal. If it's a Republican, let's try to figure out how to make one happen. I, it has gotten so bad. There's an article, K-A-R-K, local TV affiliate out of Arkansas. Tensions after Arkansas Governor Huckabee Sanders asked about podium at news conference. She's holding a news conference about the state of Arkansas taking action against the communist Chinese and their ownership of a seed company in Craighead County. So here you have the governor taking steps against a communist country that, by the way, has uh, you know, spied, got caught spying on our country numerous occasions, the most recently with a spy balloon, has been funneling millions of dollars to the family of the current president of the United States. Here you have the governor of Arkansas having a press conference, making moves against this, which you want to talk about a real scandal with actual national uh, security implications. And what are they asking her about the podium? The governor fielded a few questions about the actions against the seed company, then was asked about the podium, its features and reimbursements, details that have been at the center of the controversy. What, what an absolute embarrassment our media has become in this country. Streaming live, ksgf.com. American Transmissions talk American 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 Transmissions talking text line. 447 KSGF latest news update. Good morning everyone from Color 10 Studios. I'm Angela Luna. This week you can make a difference by supporting and buying products made from local Missouri businesses during Buy Missouri Week. This initiative is designed to put money back in the state while promoting Missouri companies. This initiative launched back in 2018 by Missouri Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe. The goal is to promote and support Missouri businesses by buying their products and stretching the economy. It's homecoming time at Missouri State University, and the Band of Bears Parade is taking place this weekend. That will get started at 9 a.m. on Saturday at John Q. Hammonds Parkway. The streets will be filled with floats, students flaunting their school spirit, and marching bands from local schools. The parade will be followed by a tailgate party at the university. The Bears will be taking on Murray State, and the game kicks off at 2 p.m. From Color 10 News, I'm Angela Luna. 
First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, 74 for a high today. Slight chance of rain tonight, 47 and 68 tomorrow. Hey, everyone. We got Sarah Myers. Hey, that's me. Inspiring message. It is going to be so inspiring. If you are looking for a reputable, just down-to-earth, friendly gun shop, look no further than my friends at Quick Draw Gun in Monette. Now, if you don't follow them on social media, I recommend that you do so. The team down there, they do an awesome job posting whenever they do, um, like, ammo restocks, whenever they have sales, just new inventory, things that you need to know about. And one thing that they actually posted a couple days ago is that they are now fully stocked with home defense shotguns and they say they have something for everyone's budget and highly recommend that you take a look at those and then of course if you scroll down they also have their custom laser engraving which is awesome and it would make an awesome Christmas present if you have that person that's a little difficult to shop for it would be great uh, family heirloom if you will so highly recommend that you follow them on social media now if you want to take a trip down there you can find all of their contact information you can find their shop hours plus their physical address all of that is going to be housed under the Sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com Right, well, Biden landed in Israel and did a really weird, awkward hug of Netanyahu. Oof, I did not like that photo. He's uh, just so weird. Uh, I saw that he met with family members, I, I guess, of some of the hostages, which it's why on earth the White House will still put Joe Biden in an environment in which there are victims of something. Because we know what happens every time. He, he, he makes it about him. In fact, someone had texted in, wonder why Biden didn't say to Netanyahu, quote, I know what you're going through. I almost lost my cat and Corvette in a small house fire. I mean, you could see him. So, I, it, it, This is a guy that when talking with the people of Hawaii, that, that's when it was that he, oh, yeah, I know, I've been through this sort of thing. Uh, of course, it was a, a, a small kitchen fire that the fire department was there and gone in 30 minutes. But you listen to Joe Biden. We weren't able to get into the house for months. So it's just, you know, more lies. If he manages to make it through this entire event and not make it about him and, and Bo or his house fire. Those seem to be the two most tragic events of his life. Of course, Bo, by losing your child, that is tragic. But in his mind, and I do sometimes believe that he's told the lie so often he believes it, that he lost his life in battle. Of course, he's also lied about his first wife's death, falsely claiming that she was killed by a drunk driver when that wasn't true at all. I mean, what sort of sicko... I, I, on one hand... I think most caring human beings recognize that the loss of a wife or a son, that is just unimaginably tragic. And some of you listening right now have been through that. So you, you know what it's like. I can't imagine taking something that is that that to a normal person would be so unimaginably tragic and then lying about it for a good story. Lying about your his his wife, she was killed, and I think one or two of his kids even. I you know it's just I can't even imagine. And it was I think a rainy night, or the 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 pavement was wet. She pulled out in front of an oncoming truck. 
She was at, I think, a stop sign or stoplight, and she pulled out, and, and she just obviously did not see the oncoming truck. The driver of the truck that hit her vehicle, he did nothing wrong whatsoever. She pulled out in front of him. On a number of occasions, Biden's been out there and he's lied, accused that innocent guy of being drunk and killing his wife. It's totally not true. There's nothing about it. It's not like the guy was, you know, oh, yeah, he, he uh, did a breathalyzer and failed it, but then it was thrown out because of this or that. Uh, there was nothing. It just It's a made-up story. What sort of sick person takes what is normally a horrifically tragic event and thinks, how, how can I lie about this event to benefit me? I, I, it's just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Speaking of lies, the media did what it do, does best and help spread disinformation in the form of propaganda or propaganda in the form of disinformation for the terrorist. And this is surrounding a hospital explosion that took place in Gaza, in which we now know because of recorded phone conversations between terrorists and video proof that a bunch of missiles that were shot off by the terrorist, one of them, whether it malfunctioned or what, it, it, it came back down and it hit a hospital, killing what we're being told is hundreds of people. So immediately, Hamas did what Hamas does over and over and over again. And they blame it on the Jews. And they do this because they know that the media will immediately report it as if it's true. Which is, of course, exactly what they did. And guess what this did? Exactly what Hamas wants. And that is create an even more inflamed situation in some areas. I mean, right now there are protests outside uh, the U.S. Embassy in Lebanon because the media helped spread this disinformation from Hamas. When the reports of the hospital bombing broke, of course, they claimed without any evidence whatsoever that Israel just, they launched a deliberate airstrike on the hospital. Now, even before, there is the ability to look at the facts. Common sense tells you that doesn't make sense. This is a government that gives days notice to everyone so that citizens can get out. To their own detriment, by the way. It makes it much, much, much more difficult for them to eliminate the enemy by doing this because it, it allows the enemy to know what areas they're going to hit. But they do it in order to save as many innocent Palestinians as possible. They dropped leaflets. They send out text messages, every message that they possibly can send. Now, it's the Palestinians that literally set up actual literal roadblocks to try and prevent their own people from fleeing because they wanted them dead. They wanted them to die due to the conflict so they could have the media blame it on the Jews. Does a government that operates in that way, talking about the Israelis, that put their own lives at risk in order to save innocent Palestinians sound like the sort of government that then is going to just decide, oh, let's kill a bunch of sick Palestinians in a hospital. It just doesn't even add up. Before you even know the facts, 
Yet, that doesn't stop the media, does it? And, of course, they went out full report, presenting it as if that's exactly what happened. And so you get riots. You get, uh, you, you get a fanning of the flames. You get stories like this, angry mobs now targeting American and Israeli outposts throughout the Middle East. Angry mobs throughout not just the Middle East, North Africa as well, targeted Israeli, American, French, and other Western embassies Tuesday night. Footage of the protests show mobs setting fires, prompting widespread use of tear gas by riot police and protests responding to the killing of hundreds in the Gaza hospital that the media was reporting as if it was something the Israelis did. And of course, after all the damage is done, after the media has served the purpose of the terrorist organizations, then they come out and they're like, oh, well, actually, the Israelis kind of have this proof here that... You know, video proof, audio proof, all sorts of proof that it was, in fact, Hamas that did it. Whether it was intentional or otherwise. On Tuesday's broadcast of MSNBC, The Last Word, host left-wing Lawrence O'Donnell stated that Israel, quote, has to be even more welcoming to a discussion about restraint and being careful about civilian casualties in the wake of the explosion at the hospital, even if it turns out the Israelis had nothing to do with it because, quote, it's a matter of perception that they have to be very much concerned about. Wasn't well, that a self-fulfilling prophecy? So here you have a left-wing outlet like MSNBC that is essentially saying, Israel should buckle under the terrorist and do a ceasefire because we might help create the impression that Israel is killing innocent people. And so they have to understand that the perception we create may work against them, so they probably ought to buckle under. That's MSNBC. Is it any wonder why within the first few days of their terrorist-sympathizing broadcast— they lost 33% of their audience. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Friday, we have the Friday Road Show, sponsored by Affordable Towing and Scramblers. Before we get traffic, want to inform you, if you have not heard, The Great Escape is open. It is open to the general public. Our 2024 Great Escape, the TRS Turquesa, named for the turquoise ocean waters, on the beachfront there for the all-inclusive resort, direct chartered flight. We all go together April 13th through the 19th, six nights. It is going to be a fantastic time. We do the show live there. We have all sorts of fun, uh, whether you are more of the loner and uh, you go and you kind of want to go do your own thing or you want to every day hang out in the pool or on the beach with with uh, our KSGF family. You can do that as well, but it will sell out, always does. It's not limited suites that we're dealing with or junior suites at the resort that's a problem it's a chartered flight so there's limited seats on the flight uh, go to ksgf.com and click on great escape for details on how to go ahead and make your reservation you don't have to pay all for it now there's 500 per person deposit but all that information is at ksgf.com First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine 74 for a high today. Slight chance of rain tonight down to 47. 
Sunny 68 tomorrow, Sarah Myers. Thank you. And every morning I tell you about Avis, the car rental company, and their brand new long-term rental program. Now, Avis, they created this long-term rental program to bridge that gap between buying a vehicle and leasing a vehicle. And the long-term rental program, it is a great option if you are in the market to purchase a vehicle soon. But you really want to do like an ultimate test drive, get to know a vehicle before you make that final commitment. It's also really great if you are a person who likes to lease your vehicles, but you're wanting just a little bit more flexibility. And finally, the long-term rental program is great if you are a business owner that is looking to add to your fleet of vehicles. Now, I was speaking with Andy over at Avis a couple of weeks ago, and she was talking about some of their new vehicles that they have, one of which is Ford cargo vans, which would make a great addition to a fleet vehicle. In fact, she told me that one of our listeners actually just got one, and uh, I believe they own an HVAC company, and they've been using it. It's been working out really great but they do also have everything from sports cars to chevy bolt evs so they do have something for every lifestyle now if you want more information on the long-term rental program you can just swing by the avis store it's located off of fort and sunshine here in springfield and of course you can find all of their contact information under the sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com right now there are protests raging outside the u.s embassy in lebanon uh, I'm assuming we have Americans in there. Are we going to take bets? Are we going to, I mean, we, the repeats of the Obama administration. Are we going to have another Benghazi here where we once again do not evacuate Americans and they come into harm's way? How many times can we do that in this administration? We, of course, at Afghanistan, the much less covered situation in Sudan in which I think it was 16,000 Americans were left behind and told, ah, you can figure out a way out. Of course, Israel, while other countries were underway in their evacuation of their citizens, this administration was like, now we're, uh, tomorrow we're going to have a group of people get together and we're going to come up with a plan. Meanwhile, DeSantis is, is, as a governor of Florida, he's got, hundreds of people that he's rescuing. There's a member of Congress that he arranged for people to be... I, what is it with this administration? I, the the level of incompetence is really, truly, genuinely unlike anything that I have ever seen. And now we've got these riots outside and protesters outside the U.S. Embassy in Lebanon. And let me just tell you now, I will not be surprised if Americans are killed. And we find out that they called for some sort of rescue, just like during Benghazi. And then we can have Hillary Clinton come along and say, what difference does it make? Who cares who killed him and why they killed him? And then anyone who dares suggest maybe we can do better will be called conspiracy theorist, will be mocked. Will be... Uh, you know, accused of of you know uh, being QAnon supporters. I'm telling you, as an American with this administration, no one is just forget about relying on the U.S. of A. coming to rescue you. And it isn't that it can't, or in some instances does happen, but you you cannot rely on it clearly. I suppose at any moment we will hear the Biden administration announce that the Americans, if there are some trapped, 
in the embassy in Lebanon that, uh, you know, they can just book a flight out of there. Uh, just get on Travelocity or something and go ahead and book your flight. The White House, in their usual inability to have any measured and measured in reality response. They, they have these knee-jerk reactions without getting the facts, and they are constantly reacting in the moment based off whatever they think, I guess, is the right thing to say. And when it came to the uh, explosion, the, the missile, that missile that hit the hospital in Gaza, that was fired by Hamas and intentionally or unintentionally hit the hospital. Of course, they said the Jews did it, and the media ran with that. And the Biden administration, within like 12 hours, is all over the map on this. You had John Kirby, the White House National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communication, telling reporters aboard Air Force One last night that Biden was going to have tough questions, tough questions for Netanyahu. The trip, intended to show solidarity for Israel and its war against the terrorist organization Hamas, but after uh, see after Palestinians their allies blamed Israel for the explosion at the hospital, Biden appeared to be taking a different stance, promising the U.S. would investigate the Israelis. Notably, Kirby refused to say that the U.S. gave Israeli officials the benefit of the doubt when they categorically denied that Israel had anything to do with the explosion. Israel, of course, noted, and now they've provided video evidence and audio evidence that it was, in fact, a misfired rocket. Kirby dodged questions about whether the White House believed Israel was living up to his promise to obey international law. That's some defense, isn't it? You know, the, the, the words that in one moment come out of the White House, the, the Biden administration, you've got Joe Biden, oh, we're firmly supportive, 100%. We support. Nobody question our support. Now, we're not going to stop funding terrorism, but we fully support Israel. Oh, so you then support them whenever they offer up evidence that they actually were not the ones who shot a missile at that hospital. Well, I mean, we're not. Uh, yeah, we can't really say that. But we fully support Israel. That's right. We're in their corner the whole way. Oh, so uh, then uh, you uh, are standing by them and, and you believe that they are fulfilling their promise to obey international law? Well, I mean, we're not saying that. Uh, you know, But we fully support them. Kirby also said... The proper number of civilian casualties in a conflict like this is zero. You see, the Israelis are not supposed to have one single casualty as a result of them defending themselves. Biden outraged, deeply saddened by the Gaza hospital explosion, so outraged, going to investigate this and the accusation. So that was just on the flight to Israel. Follow-up news stories, like the next time that they talk to reporters, President Biden held a brief press conference with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu 
in which he, all of a sudden, I guess the investigation was done because now he's saying, oh, no, yeah, this didn't have anything to do with it. They didn't do it. So what happened in between, this is outrageous, zero casualties is acceptable, and we're going to investigate the Israelis in in the context of this missile strike between that moment and, oh, no, no, uh, we know that they didn't have anything to do with it. Did they really conduct this investigation during that period of time? These are the same people who couldn't figure out how cocaine got in the White House or how the Dobbs decision got leaked. Biden said, quote, I was outraged by the bombing of the hospital yesterday. Based on what I've seen, it was done by the other team, not you, while sitting with Benjamin Netanyahu. The other team. The other team? The other team? Now, this obviously can be seen as downplaying the significance of a terrorist organization, just like the Biden administration downplayed ISIS as a, quote, JV team. And that is the continued effort to pretend as if the problem is not to the magnitude that it actually is by, oh, it's the other team that did it, not you. I think, however, Biden forgot the name of the person to whom he was speaking and the name of the other team. Which is why instead of saying, based on the information I've seen, clearly this was the terrorist organization Hamas that was responsible for this, not the Netanyahu administration, not the Israelis, but much like you do when you forget someone's name that you know you're supposed to know, and you're like, hey, you buddy guy. Biden instead said, well, I know it wasn't the other team, or rather that it was the other team and not you, What confidence this man projects on the world stage. Great Escape 2024, now open for reservations to the general public. We have all the details at ksgf.com. I will tell you it's coming up April 13th for the 19th, six nights. All-inclusive, junior suites. You can either have poolside or swim up. Swim up right up so you get up in the morning. Uh, if I remember correctly, I do remember correctly, I know, that the rooms had Nespresso machines. That's where I first went when we decided to get an Nespresso. I'm not a big coffee drinker. I just I don't. My wife does. She drinks it every morning. I drink hot tea. But on the weekends, so, well, I do, I'm just not a coffee drinker. But when we were there at the Turqueso Resort, Several years ago, the rooms had Nespresso machines in them. This is the brand. I think George Clooney does ads for them. You see, there's not a tremendous amount of television advertising for them. But, uh, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll have, I'll have, this is good. I really like this. So we bought one. We use it at home. And, um, you know, you have your Nespresso or whatever. Maybe you want a beer. I like breakfast beer when I'm on vacation. Have a beer in the morning, and then you just open up the sliding glass door, and right there's the pool. You just walk right into it. So you can have those junior suites, or you can have poolside if you don't want to have the pool right there. Uh, and it's all inclusive, charter flights included. It's just, it's incredible. So you will need to get signed up as soon as possible. Uh, you don't have to make the entire payment 
first and foremost. Per person for the poolside, sixteen fifty a person, and that covers the airfare, that covers uh, the taxes, that covers all of your food, that covers the transportation. We'll have big buses. We all go together from the airport to the all-inclusive resort. It covers alcohol. It covers everything. You will not be sorry if you go. You will be sorry if you think about going and then you don't go. You'll be so sorry. KSGF.com in order to get all, all set up with that. Did we get that audio saved? Where is that? No, yes, yes no. Where is it? Do I need it to... is in your show sound folder. Okay, I know exactly where that is. All over. This is... Um, uh, so Biden sat down with Netanyahu in order to have some conversation back and forth. And as usual, uh, he had note cards in front of him. And one of the things about Biden when he reads from note cards is, it's, he, I'm trying to think how best to describe this. Have you ever seen a scene in a movie in which somebody has made notes because they're unprepared? Maybe they're going to go on a date and they're really, really nervous and they're horrible at it. So some friends have tried to help them out by writing down topic points, conversation points, but they don't want the date to see that they have the notes. And so they have it hidden below the table and they're kind of looking down a little bit and trying to read it. And, and that that's what sometimes in my mind I think of when I see the way that Biden reads off these note cards. Now, the note cards are out in the open. He's not hiding them, but it's almost as if he thinks people can't see them the way that he he will oftentimes really tilt his head down and look at it like oh, I'm being real sneaky here. When he does that, it 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 makes him less audible because he's half I think talking to himself. I he's just got what really clearly appears to be some serious form of dementia. And this is, at some point, I, frankly, I'm not even exactly sure what it is that he's trying to say here, but this morning with Netanyahu. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man. said that uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not that we need uh, not just... Uh, well, I won't go into a way to take it too much time, but the point is this, that... Uh, it's jet lag. I'm, I'm deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. And that's where he refers to Hamas as the team, the other team. I know some of it is, it is a little bit muffled, but it's just that... Uh... It's like in his head, he's not paying enough attention to what he's saying to recognize that he's not saying it in a manner that the average person can hear. But this isn't uncommon for somebody that it's not just an age thing, but the combination of age and the advanced stages of some clear issue going on inside uh, inside the guy's head. You got Marco Rubio. He's calling for deporting Hamas supporters from the U.S. I cannot believe that this is even something. That has to be said, and frankly, it's being treated like, oh, well, that's a kind of an interesting suggestion. Are we out of our minds? Are, are, <laughs> Iran, by the way, with the help of all the media propaganda falsely painting Israel as shooting a missile at that hospital, has said they, this is over. 
O-V-E-R, all caps, which people are saying that's pretty ominous. What do they mean by that? You have a call for terrorists all over the nation to start carrying out terrorist attacks. We have people in this country that are from many of these nations that are hotbeds for terrorists that have come here because, you know, you may recall one of the things that Trump first did when he became president. He was given a list of countries from the Obama administration saying, by the way, these countries, we have no way of vetting these people that come from these countries. So you may want to watch out because there's no way to, they don't have IDs. They don't have, they, these aren't people that even have birth certificates. They live in countries where these things don't exist. So we cannot do any sort of vetting, background checking on them. And that's when Trump said, oh, okay, well, we'll put a temporary travel ban on those countries until we can figure out if there is a way to verify whether these people are terrorists or not. And, of course, that was, we were all told, a ban on Muslims coming into this country. There have been countless people from these countries that are here, that have been welcomed here by the current administration. Many of them are outwardly protesting in support of the call for terrorism across the world, including in countries here in the United States. And where are I, the fact that it's just not an automatic, yeah, we need to get these people out of here. As Senator Cotton noted in the last couple of days, federal law says if people are here, even, you know, legally they're here, but they're not U.S. citizens and they are openly calling for the support of terrorist acts. Federal law says they should be removed. Why are we not doing this? I We are less prepared than we were September 10th, 2001. These headlines. Synagogue, synagogue targeted with Molotov cocktails in Berlin. Shocked and unsettled. It, the fact that anyone is shocked. I said there was a former Miss is, is, Israel, uh, and she's... I think she was an immigrant from, I forget what country in Africa, but she's black. And she put out a video calling out Black Lives Matter, saying that she's shocked that Black Lives Matter has been in support of the terrorists. And, you know, she's a black Israeli. And I'm like, where have you, where has everyone been? They're shocked that black, black, black Lives Matter, that carried out essentially terrorist attacks in this country, are supporting that sort of... They're, they're shocked that synagogues are getting attacked when you have the... I, I mean, are, we're really shocked over this stuff? Glenn Beck's next. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Nick Reed.